Hello and welcome to Planet Mickey, the happiest podcast to ever sail through the airwaves. This is Mike Minotti and I'm joined by my brother AJ. Hello. Um, this show we're going to talk about lines, actually. Sounds exciting. I, you know, I like lines in a, usually in a bizarre way. There's an art to lines, though. It's, yes. It's always, um, you know, especially when you think of the rides as stories, which, you know, is the case, the line is usually kind of the setup, more or less. And, uh, you know, there's been interesting phases with the line, but, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. But, um, we're just going to kind of go through first, um, our, some of our favorites. Uh, we're going to start with the Magic Kingdom, just some of the, uh, some of our favorite lines. Some some of them just kind of stand out for nostalgic reasons. Kind of like parts of the Caribbean's line, which is uh, y- you know, you sort of go through those caves. It's very well, um, there's an ambiance. A lot of that line is based off the original idea for that attraction, where it was a walkthrough. Yes, right. The original Disneyland ride was supposed to be a walkthrough, and the line in Disneyland is just, it's not it's pretty much just a line. Hmm. Not, there's not a whole lot to it. There's not really a whole lot to. It doesn't. It doesn't, tra- it doesn't transition quite as well to the ride itself. Well, whereas in Disneyland, the transition to the ride happens during the ride more so. You kind right. of go through the bayou and then you go down the waterfall. At Disney World, you kind of when you kind of step into the line, you kind of get sort of inside the caves and stuff. You sort of start feeling like you're already you're already halfway there. Yes. And the fun little thing I like is when you take the line to the right, which is the correct way to go, by the way, uh, if you look in one of the cells, you see two skeletons who are playing chess, and their game is actually in a stalemate. It is impossible for either side to win. Makes sense as they're skeletons. Right. Well, it's, it's best to go on the right side because most people will be coming in through that left side because the left side is slightly closer to the entrance to the park. And I'm not entirely sure on this, but I think the right side is even shorter. Like well, distance-wise, I don't know. I well, okay, but that's, that's only, why I said I'm not. I'm not positive. That's only a concern if somehow both lines are as full as they can be. Right, it hasn't been an issue for a while. I mean, there was a pretty big resurgence when they did the update with Jack Sparrow and whatnot. But even that was manageable. Although at that, at that point, they added uh, the sound, the parts of the Caribbean soundtrack to like the main that outdoor part of the line. Not outdoor, it's sheltered still, but you know what I mean. Before you get past right, the first right. turnstile. The stroller parking. Yeah, sure, exactly. Do they still have <laughs> that talking parrot on the ferry front? He's like, I don't know. I don't remember him being I don't there. Think so. I think they might have got rid of him. Um, okay, so then, you know, usually you talk about pirates, you have to talk about his cousin, the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. It's it's more of the traditional line and stages sort of thing. Maybe right. one of the first examples of that, too, where they sort of filter guests through shell elements because you know you, first you're in that one line outside of the mansion then you get inside and you go in uh the showroom with the whole elevator thing right it's There's not an elevator the room is stretching yes we yes right my bad uh well the, disney world is the one that doesn't move doesn't move disneyland it does move down yes okay right but then after that then you go into another line and then you're there uh, any more you want to say about the Haunted Mansion line? I will, um, it's so always funny when, when people freak out when uh, they reveal the hanging corpse in the rafters. Right, that was the part that scared me when I was a kid, because they would show that corpse, and I, I couldn't even see what was going on, but people would start screaming. I'd be like, oh. Yeah, you can always see, sometimes you'll notice the cast member cover their ears as that part's coming up. Yeah. Um, so in the case, 
Oh, and quick aside too. Um, since they redid it, they uh, they there was apparently an effect that they were going to use more in the show, but it proved too distracting. Where they were going to have the gargoyles in the stretching room kind of echo what the ghost host was saying. Um, but if you do linger in the room as everyone's leaving, you will hear the gargoyles like whispering, like "Get out!" It's kind of creepy, but it's really cool. So try to be the last one to leave, actually. Right? Yeah, I'm, it took me a few t- tries for me to even catch that. It's neat. It's just a little thing. Okay, so then next would be Splash Mountain, I think, in our tour of Magic Kingdom. You're not as familiar with this. I did it one the, time. The, 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 yeah, the one time, time you were in it. Gang. Yeah, you weren't paying attention. But um, I love this line because the first time I ever rode the ride, it was like a 110-degree day, which is the only reason I even agreed to go on the ride. When you're in the outside part of the line, the little barrels and crates and everything actually have, like, air conditioners hidden inside them. So you can, like, kind of lean your head over and cool off a little bit, which is nice. Once you kind of get inside proper, there's a lot of just neat story elements again. There's that um, the silhouette of uh, Br'er frog talking to his uh, grandkids I guess to like set up that he's going to tell the story of Br'er Rabbit then I just love too they have like the, the three portraits of uh, Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Fox, Br'er Br'er where under Br'er Rabbit it says looking for adventure, Br'er Fox is looking for trouble and Br'er Bear just looking <laughs> oh jeez I, I do remember that this was the one line that I once saw longer than any line ever Back. yeah it went into adventure land I just remember looking at it from Back when they sold the sky buckets, you could see the line. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> it's a log flume. It's a pretty log flume, but wow. We're into that. It's a great ride. Um, Big Thunder Mountain right next door. Not not much to say on that one, really. It's a nice... Yeah. It's a nice... It's a very... It's, a, it's about as pretty as a very standard line can get, I guess. Well, what's good about it is it gives a nice view of the ride while you're in line. That's true gives you a chance to kind of get a bird's eye look at it. No real show elements in the line itself, though. Not really, no. Um, but then, okay, that's two mountains. So the Space Mountain, then, which I guess is the line's just been completely changed. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah, they, they, soon they, enough. Alright, so, but that isn't things. The old line, I remember, it had, like, those kind of, you know, those, like, those, those, uh, hollow foil, uh, things of all the planets as you walked by them. Remember that? Right, right. Right. It was very they used, dark. They used to have that incredibly cheesy set of, like, videos and stuff that would run that had Mario uh, Lopez in them. Oh, yeah. I don't what? think... Did you ever see those? Were you I saw them once, yet? yeah. Okay. All the FedEx ads in there. Yeah, that didn't last. And, of course, always the fun thing about the Space Mountain line is when you're in line when the service lights go on, you can actually see the ride. Right. That happened once. Okay, so now that we're uh, in Tomorrowland, we have Buzz Lightyear also. Not not a particularly remarkable line itself, but it's well, just got that awesome animatronic right. buzz in there. That's pretty cool. And the, you can see him pretty much the whole time you're in the line. Right. Which I like. That's a great animatronic with the whole sort of like, like head. Like face mapping kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. I mean, there's there's some neat elements to that. Like it's that. See, that's, that's an example. It kind of sets up the story a lot. Because you have Buzz telling you what's going on. You have you you, you see you, you see like the ener- the batteries is like the energy and it's low. And there's the map showing you everywhere you're gonna go. That's true. Yeah. I sort of, I sort of like that one. I remember the paint looked a little faded. Faded last time, right? Might need a little work. Okay, so 
in general, you have those fantasy land dark rides. Um, and, you know, those those are more. I don't know. They're more typical, huh? Yeah, Do any of them stand out? The Winnie the Pooh one has the giant storybook pages, which helps right. kind of set up the story. I like right. that one. There's not, not not much to them though. Well, I will say the 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 kind of when you're waiting to see Mickey's Philhart Magic, that room you're in, something about that room is really cool. It feels very much like you're in a scene from Beauty and the Beast or something. I was about to say, oh, it's air-conditioned, that's why it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. You know, I just remember, we, we didn't put this on our list, but the Stitch um, ride has kind of a neat line. Oh, yeah, an Alien Encounter before that, I forgot all about it. I don't remember Alien, I never was on Alien well, Encounter. As an alien encounter, you know, you, you the whole premise of the ride was that it was excess tech was um, basically doing a, a kind of a exhibition on Earth. So the first queue area you went into was just to set up what XX tech is and what they do. The second room was um, where you met Sir, which was a, a android voiced by Tim Curry, who kind of gave a basic demonstration of transporter technology by transporting some fuzzy little guy from one side of the room to the other, except he was a little cooked when he came out on the other end. Then he talked about how, you know, they were going to put you into the really big transport room and send somebody millions of miles across the galaxy and, you know, everything happens. Uh, apparently, it was... The voice was different when they first did it. I'm trying to remember who it was. Not Tim Curry? It wasn't... It was... I might be wrong on this. I think it was like Phil Hartman or something random like that. That sounds right, actually. But apparently, like his, his it was even more menacing with him, and they had to change it because it was just like too scary of a setup. I don't even know what that sounds like. I need to find it. Oh, the whole thing was supposed to be that. scary. Yeah, it, and believe me, it is or was. Now with Stitch, you go in and first you get the kind of you know welcome to training guard cadets or whatever you are, and then you know the naughty. Aliens of the universe. Yeah, naughty everything. aliens. Then you go oh, those naughty the, aliens. Yeah. The nice and the naughty. Then you go into the uh, the, the middle room now is... Uh, what's that guy's name? He played Larry David's cousin on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I always uh, forget his name. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, now he's kind of the bumbling robocop. <laughs> but that was... Was that Tim Curry before? Yeah, and the, that robot was a lot more menacing looking too. Really? Yeah. Very silly looking now. Mm-hmm. They gave him a gut, basically. Oh, he never had that gut before. <laughs> nah. Interesting. Interesting what a gut does. Alright then. So is that gonna do it for uh the magic? Yeah, let's kingdom? jump let's jump over let's uh take the monorail to the ticket transportation center and relay from there over to Epcot. Okay. How's that for a transition? Logical, I guess. <laughs> Let's go to the bus station and, um, you know, get on the resort bus. But first, it's going to stop into the other resorts, resorts on the way there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's well, go to guess... our parking lot and get into our car. All right, you've carried the joke too far. <laughs> Let's take the boat over to. Okay, sorry. So yes, well, All obviously right. you you see Spaceship Earth when you get there. Right. And there's not much to the line of that except that you're kind of under Spaceship Earth, which is neat. Yeah, it's also, technically speaking, the coolest spot in Epcot because it creates a natural wind... Well, not natural, but a wind tunnel. Right, an unnatural wind tunnel. What about Ice Station Cool or whatever it's called now? That's the coolest spot. Well, that's inside. So what? The coolest outdoor spot, Happy. Right. I do. I like that mural right before yeah. you walk into Spaceship Earth inside. Where it has, like, all... It's kind of like... It's like... Most of the show elements you're about to see are there. 
and mm-hmm. all that. But yeah, it's you know, like, as as are, are all of those sort of omni mover rides. Line goes by pretty fast. Yeah, I like to call them like the uh, it's like the rides that are on those walking escalators at the airport. Just yeah. constantly going. I don't know. So then you have test track, which. It's very it, busy line. Well, it's busy, and it's when you're the most likely to be stuck in for a while. Yeah. It's cause the, just because of the nature of that ride shutting down so often. Yeah. But you know, it's entertaining enough. That you have a lot of, you have a lot of stimulus. <laughs> yeah, a lot of dummies getting hit by things. <laughs> so you know, you can watch. There's like there's video screens with kind of things going on, but I can't even remember. It's very it's repetitive. Lot, it, it, it just explains a lot of the individual component testing that goes on before they test an entire vehicle. Right. Which, again, is it builds up to the story of the ride. This is also one of the first... Right. It does that thing where they kind of put you in that room. Like, you go through the main blind, then you get put in that room where you kind of watch the the video. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's that thing when they're like, oh, you know, see you're on the test track. We're going to show you what tests you're doing. So you have to do that every time. And it's kind of fun the first, like, ten years... <laughs> yeah, I just want to say, I'm like, look, can I skip this part? We, we, we I think, were you with me one the one yeah, time? Yeah, we just kind of, we just kind of opened the door and said, we were in a hurry. The pro, the problem is the door just opened and stayed open. We're like, oh no, we just ruined it. Right, like, whoops. Yeah, no, we were so just like, I don't want to stand you it. Shouldn't do that. No, because everyone got really confused. They did because everyone else was everyone because everyone else kind of followed us out and no one watched the video. That's what yeah. it felt bad. We were hoping to just slip out, but it was like, oh, the door opened and those guys left. Yeah. Like, God, darn it. So in a similar kind of line setup would then be Mission Space, which does the same thing. We're in the bigger line, then you go into like your pre-show area and then get set off. Thanks to thanks to the nature of Mission Space being terrifying to ride, the lines ever too long. Oh, and they put that big spinning wheel in there. It makes me dizzy. It does. I'm like, uh, yeah, it really does. It's just, it's, rooms keep going upside down. And I, I Although I do, I, I do like the sort of, I don't know if I want to say interactive nature of the story, but I like, I just like the way how not only do you get assigned to your crew position of commander, engineer, and everything, but just the way it like shines that spotlight on you when it's talking about what you're going to do. For some reason, it makes me feel important. Right. I mean, it's, it's really quite arbitrary, but, you know, it's nice. I, I, I oh. like, I do enjoy, uh, What's his name? Gary Sinise? Yeah. I like him in the, in the line. Yes. In the video. I like right when you're going right before that part, you're walking by the portraits of all like, the first. It's like the first person in space, the first person on the moon. It has like that first family in space at the end. Yeah, with Sunspot, the Dalmatian. Yeah. See, that's another thing. You know, it's kind of setting up the story of the ride. Right. Although, I, if the ride is too quick going to quick tangent. Doesn't the ride kind of confuse you a little bit? Sometimes it seems like it's training. Sometimes it seems like you actually are going to Mars. I'm never really sure. I think they were confused themselves. I remember reading just before the ride was coming up, and they kept flip-flopping on what exactly it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But no, you're right. It seems like going before the ride, it, they're talking about how it's training. But then once you're in the ride, they're kind of taking it as it as it's not training anymore. Right. It is confusing. Because, you know, they're, they're very, you know, plain about, like, you know, when you're going to the right, you can see the centrifuge. And you're right. trying to build it like, oh, it's just a training unit. But then once you're inside, it's like, all right, you're going to hypergenic freeze or whatever, cryogenic freeze. Right. <laughs> you know, oh, man, look at all these funny things that are going terribly wrong. I don't think the simulator, like, has your exciting run through an ice trench. <laughs> you never know. It could be a very small space shuttle. 
press. Also, another thing that this ride and test track have in common when you watch the safety video, it's the same girl. That you mean that like girl who's like at the is, is the one in like in Mission Space. She, she's the one who's like incorrectly leaning forward and looking to the side. And the voice is like, "Stay back with your head facing forward." It's, it's she's in the test track one too, putting on her seatbelt. Interesting. Yeah, I'm glad you noticed these things. Yeah, you know, it's a gift. And a curse. Right, okay. Soren. Okay, the very line, long line. It, it Soren's it, it, line's very long right now. It initially used to be boring, but then they put in those interactive games in the line, and it's awesome. Now. I think those were always there, Jay. That was just the first time we ever went on the real line. Was it? I don't I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. those were always there. We oh. had always been on the fast pass line before. Just last... one time we decided to wait it out. Right. Well, it was very long, but yeah, they had those giant interactive games. They, it's fun were, because it, well, it, were... everyone gets into it. <laughs> Yeah, they were strikingly fun, and it built a strange sense of community with right. those around you. If you don't know, it's all, they have like these four giant screens, and each one has these, they have these games. You're usually competing against everyone else on the other screens, and they're all motion-based. And it's, it, it, it kind of just picks, picks up, I don't know if it picks up the well, heat like there, or what. There's the one, yeah, it's like the one like you have to like fly like a hot air balloon, and like if everyone like holds their arms up, you go up, and down, you go down. So you're, everyone's like, no, no, go up, go up, no, 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 down, down. It's fun. And, you know, it's, another, it's, it's another one too where you get the video before you go in. This time with Patrick Ward Burton, right? I like I like in uh you know because in Epcot they they had to kind of cut up the or you know it's soaring instead of soaring over California. Yeah, so there's always an really awkward closely. cut. Well, if you look real closely after he says soaring, you can see the video. It's kind of speed up to skip over that part. It's kind right. of strange if you notice it. But it's there nonetheless. All right. Um, can't really think of anything else in Future World with an exciting line. The one for ne the sea with Nemo's and friends is kind of neat. Can't even remember that that much. Remember, yeah. you, it's like you're going through like a dark beachfront kind of area, and then there's like that big kind of dome room. A lot of it's just kind of leftover elements from when it was the like sea base alpha. Living seas, yeah. Yeah. American Adventure has kind of a. I mean, it's not so much a line. You're in that lobby. They usually have those people come in and sing. The Voices of Liberty. Oh, you remember the name? Good for you. Yes. But uh, actually, they were redressing that last time we were there. Remember, we had to go in through uh, what was the exit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's been refurbished now, and all ready to go. All right, you ready for the studios? Now we can get on the boat. <laughs> well, before I was saying we you go on the ferry. Never mind. Yeah, let's go on the boat from Epcot now <laughs> to MGM. <laughs> there won't be any clever way to travel to Animal. Kingdom. That's not going to just involve a bus well, or yeah. your car. Sadly, <laughs> they need to do something crazy. Like I want to see like an underground tunnel. Ooh, a channel. And I want I want you to like ride through on like some sort of drill thing, like in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Anyway, okay. But th this actually is some of my favorite. Uh, Star Tours is probably my favorite line. Well, because first, if you're outside, you're going through the moon of Endor with the giant Adat Walker outside. Right. I think sweet. But then inside you have, well, it's it's nice because the droids lend themselves very nicely to animatronics. To animatronics, yeah. So C three P and R two D two look great, and you know it's played up very well that you're in like it's like an airport. Yeah, <laughs> and you know you have that video of like the cheesy like oh visit this place this place and you know they're all everyone's reacting to it. You have those other it's one of my favorites. I, wonder... I just wish the rooms were switched, because you always inevitably spend up more time in, like, the maintenance bay. I'd rather be spending more time with C-3PO and R2-D2. Right. 
And I wonder how much it's going to change with Star Wars that's what or I was about, Star Wars That's what I was just 0. thinking, how much that wine's going to change. I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Oh, fun little much. fact, too, about those droids in the maintenance bay. They're the same animatronic frame as the uh, chickens at the end of Splash Mountain, which were themselves from the American Sings attraction at Disneyland. If you look at their feet, they have webbed feet. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Let's see? Uh, that, the, the video you get, like, when you're waiting for your simulator to start. I, I love it. the people, the, the super 80s people in it. Yes. They got... <laughs> it's, it's hard to it's hard even explain what about him exactly, but, you know, you can tell. <laughs> then you have, like, Chewbacca and Admiral Akbar interacting. I always like when there's some kid or something doing something. I forget what it is. And, like, Admiral Flash Akbar's about, camera. Yeah, Admiral Akbar's out to smack the kid. He's like, ah, <laughs> smack of you. <laughs> Alright, you're gonna have to do these next two. First, Tower of Terror. Okay, Tower of Terror is an awesome line because as soon as you step through, like, the kind of, like, like, wrought iron gate and into the kind of decaying garden, you feel like you're in the 1930s. They got the music playing, just something about, like, the trees in that area and the architecture of the outside of the building feels right. And then when you get to that lobby, just the way it's, like, in this dilapidated, dusty, rundown shape, it's great. Then this one also has the, um, you know, the the, the, the pre-show little deal that goes on, and the, the cool thing about it is what it is is like you start seeing this video. It's very much like a Twilight Zone episode. The setup and everything plays in this TV in the library. Um, it hits a point where Rod Sterling then says, you know, tonight is a night very much like the one you've just seen. From that point on, every time lightning flashes on the TV, lightning flashes outside the window. Ooh. It's a really neat, subtle thing that, like, you know, is supposed to clue you into, like, it's going to happen again. Then when you go out of there, you go into, like, the boiler room of the hotel. And, I mean, it it looks like this big, menacing boiler room. It's really cool. Then, like, when your elevator comes down, you actually see, like, elevator lift cables spark to life and start moving. The build-up to that ride is incredible. I mean, honestly, the line is, like, the ride would not be good without that line. It would just be a drop ride with some neat effects. Okay, how about tower, I mean, a rock and roller coaster right next door? So you're outside and rock and roller coasters like whatever, but once you get inside, it looks like uh, like a record uh, studio. It's really neat inside. You get to the pre-show with the band Aerosmith. They used to do when the ride was new. They would actually have a cast member inside the like the studio proper with like the instruments and everything, like putting stuff away. And then there's a part in the video where one of the band members is like, hey, can you grab my black Les Paul? And they're like, yeah, sure, I'll get it. And they grab this guitar and go through the door. But they have, like, the backup is, like, some guy just pops off the side of the video screen. He's like, hey, I'll go grab it for you. Oh, thanks. But they, they do, um, you know that thing that all the TVs have now, that, that super smooth mode where it runs, like, 120 hertz? Right. That's basically what this video is doing, help it look more like they're actually behind the glass in, in the booth and not just a video projection. And it looks really good. I mean, it's strangely convincing that, you know, on the other side of this room is Aerosmith. Then when you step out of the studio into the alley to get into the your limo, it actually it looks like an outdoor alley and the outside of like a parking garage. It's all done with lighting and the painting of the walls and everything, but it's really cool. And the, the great thing, the way it works is when you step outside, you step right out near where the, uh, the roller coaster is waiting before it does its 0 to 60 takeoff. And quite often you'll walk outside just as that thing takes off and people like freak out. They're like, oh, goodness, I'm going to get on that. <laughs> right. Yeah, sounds great. Also, getting off the ride is <laughs> cool, too, because they make it look like you've gotten to the concert. 
just as like a song's ended. It's really neat. Hmm. How do well, how do they do that exactly? Well, like you get off, like like the, the exit um, station looks like the like a VIP entrance to the back of the studio. Then where you go to see like your pictures on the video screen, it's like playing footage of an Aerosmith concert as they've finished up. That's cool. Yeah, it's really neat. Then you go into like the store and everything. Okay. Um, how about the backlot tour? That, that's got a lot of nice elements to it. The first you're in that one line, they're usually showing up. They, they're, they're, it has video projectors, and they're always showing like the making of some movie. Although it's been Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor now for some yeah. time. It was gone in 60 minutes before. That's always, it's usually some Jerry Bruckheimer movie, isn't it? Right, right. right. Nick then, Cage might be involved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but then you, you do the uh, the sort of demonstration with the cast members. The, and, uh, the water effects tank, which right. we've done several times. It's always fun. It's a lot of fun to do it. I, I recommend anybody. I, I've still never it. gotten to be the person who gets the water dumped on him, though. I still <laughs> want to do that. I did that once. Back before they redressed the show a little bit to tie it into... Like, right now, it's tied a little bit more into Pearl Harbor. Yeah. But, yeah, before that, I did. It, it, it's a lot of fun. They dropped well, a lot of water in it. What was great was the last time we were there. That ride will actually open, like, sometimes a half hour after the park does. And we walked by it about 15 minutes before it was going to open. We were there. It was me, you, uh, our brother Chris, and his girlfriend Krista. And, yeah, I went up to the guy at the front of the line. And I said, hey, you know, do they have four people to do the show? He said, no, you guys want to do it? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And Krista was kind of leery on the whole thing. She didn't want to get wet. And we're like, oh, well, no. Chris, Krista had never been to Disney World either. Yeah. And we're like, no, no, no. They put you in, like, all this thick rain gear. You get rubber boots on. You don't get wet. Like, you'll get – like, your face will get wet, and that's it. She's like, okay. So, you know, we're back there, and we're setting up and everything. And we had some more time because we were early. And she ends up being the person who's going to get the water dumped on her. <laughs> So, of course, she doesn't know what's going on. We didn't tell her. We wouldn't let her know. She sees this wall of water coming. She freaks out. Somehow, it got through all the rain gear. <laughs> Even the cast members that she was taking all the stuff off was like, wow, I've never seen anyone get that wet before in this, and I've been working this attraction for two years. <laughs> so she wasn't too happy with us after that. I was amused. That's all that mattered. I, I thought it was funny. Oh, yes. Then we were on the ship, you know, oh, yeah, we don't get that wet. They, they send up a few things at us, whatever. See, the nice <laughs> thing is because we know what's coming, we put on a good show for those people. Yeah. <laughs> we know sure exactly maybe. what to do. But, I like, you go through the prop storage warehouse after that. And I like... Which, uh, I like that they have the refrigerator from Dinosaurs. They have a lot of stuff from the classic Jim Henson's sitcom Dinosaurs. Yes. There's also some animatronics from um, World of Motion. Motion. Right. There's a lot of fun props in there. Nothing ever too recent anymore. There's like some things from Rod Rabbit, I think. Yeah, so I, th I think there's a, one of the, the statue of uh, Bette Midler from Hocus Pocus. Right. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little sad that that ride itself has been trimmed down so much. Yeah, I mean, Catastrophe Canyon is still fun, but yeah, again, we had her sit on the left side of that, too. Yeah, exactly. And again, she, she wasn't freakishly happy. got wet. Like, usually you get like, oh, I got splashed. She got, like, nailed. And I'm like, oh, jeez. Catastrophe Canyon is always fun. But yeah, you know, just with the building of Light's Motor Action, the ride itself doesn't really go... It doesn't go backstage much. It doesn't go... Yeah, there's not much... Well, it's, 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 you know, it doesn't really matter, though, because it's not much of a working studio anymore, either. Right. So that can't, can't really say it matters. But then at the end of the ride, you kind of go through the... Um, the AFI showcase. Right. Which, which is, for the last five years, has been villains. Right. Which is fine. I love movie villains. Okay. Um, 
I also have that animation tour, which there's not much to the line really, but except you get to look at those kind of those nice concept art things. That's all I really wanted to say. Okay. And they usually have some international posters for recent movie, which is kind of fun. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Muppet Vision. That has a cool line. All those... those only only for all the, the the poster spoofs that are back there. Right. Although those are getting faded now, aren't they? They're getting old. Yeah. I can remember back when, and you know, usually you don't spend that much time in that line anymore. Um, but last time we were there, it was Star Wars weekend, and they were actually using that as a line for uh, some of the um, kind of shows that they were doing. In yeah. uh, what theater was that in that they were doing all those? It's a theater that used to have the Hunchback of Notre Dame show, but they enclosed it. I don't really know what they use it for. I think just like general purpose things like that. Right. But yeah, so the line was there, so we got to see all those again. Oh, I also like they have like on the other wall that this giant thing, like how to get. There. From here to there. Yeah, like... Muppet Labs getting you from here to there. Right. Like, you're almost there. <laughs> you were here. Now you're there. Things like that. It was funny. And then, uh, like, when you first get in, you go past, like, the security booth, and there's, like, a little thing that says, like, out to lunch, key under mat, and if you look under the mat, there is a key taped to it. Right. Like, they have to have that one poster that's, you know, in 3D, of course. Yes. What, but that's one of my favorite pre-shows, though, that Muppets Vision pre-show. Oh, it's it's worth it to get there, like, I mean, just at the right time, so you get inside as that's starting, because it's awesome. It's, it's, class, so it's classic Muppets. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Right. That whole thing. Okay. Um, Great movie ride. It's, it, you know, you get in, you kind of look at the props, and that's not none too exciting. But once you get to that sort of like Fox movie theater, faux movie theater, I'm the only person that says Fox. It's faux. Yeah, I know. <laughs> faux movie. Look, I like to say things how they look. F A U X. Faux. Sounds French. like. Okay. Anyways, but they have all those old movie trailers, and trailers, movie trailers aren't like what they used to be at all. Those old movie trailers are great, especially the ones for like The Searchers and. Indiana Jones and yeah. Alien, those are fun. And you got all those old ones. Footlight Parade and Dancing in the Rain. Gotta dance, gotta dance, gotta dance, gotta dance. It's fun stuff. <laughs> Toy Story Mania. It's newer. The newest attraction. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that the Disney World one has the, the uh, Mr. Potato Head animatronic in the line. Although it kind of sucks if you're doing fast pass. Yeah, you don't even know he's there. Right. That thing is cool, though. That's a nice animatronic. Though he's slightly interactive with people. Yeah, that's neat, too. I always like that. And he can take his own ear off. Ooh. Oh, man. It's so cool, though. Mm -hmm. And it sort of transitions nicely into Andy's room. Well, actually... The transition itself to Andy's room may not be all that nice, but, it, you know, you're there all of a sudden, I guess, and you understand what's going on now. Right. Um, I'm trying to think about that now. It is kind of weird. You just kind of go up those stairs. You're sort of in, like, a tent for a little bit, and you kind of come well, out Well, I, I think that tent is supposed to be part of the, um, the midway playset. Play set? Okay. Fantasmic, which, you know, being a show... You wouldn't think it has a line, but it has a giant line every night. Yeah, you have to get there an hour early. Right, you do, or else you're going to be in a mess. Even if even I, if you do like that like dinner thing, you still have to get in line early. I still do like the uh, just the little lamppost banners they have of all the villains. There's right. something very very epic about all of that. I, I always like Disney team ups. <laughs> that's why I, that's why I like things like Kingdom Hearts and stuff. I like when they get a bunch of Disney characters together. Yeah. And they're going to do things. Okay, so let's. Let's take the bus, I guess. Bus. 
go over to Animal Kingdom. Uh, okay, Dinosaur. It's fun. Just because it has Bill Nye the Science Guy doing it stuff. It does have Bill Nye the Science Guy. It's kind it's of... got, it, it has its pre-show with uh, the mom from the Cosby show. See, that's another thing. This this was maybe one that... Oh, no, it wasn't the last time. But this, it's a lot like Test Track where it's like, here's that pre-show. And I remember the one time. It was sort of like the park was closing half an hour or so. And no one was in line for Dinosaur. So we were just doing it over and over again. And you would just get so sick of that pre-show video that you had to watch every time. <laughs> oh, I get it. But the loading area for that ride is cool, just because it really does look like there's a lot of complicated machinery in there. Right, yeah, that's true. It's very... It, notice how loading areas for, for rides can be intimidating somehow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. I think it's cool. <laughs> it's cool, but it's intimidating at the same time. Yes. Um, the safari ride. The Kilo... Kilimanjaro, Kilimanjaro Safari. Which, if nothing else, um, you know, it teaches you to... To say whatever it is constantly. What's that? What do they always say? Wildlife? No, no, no. You know, they keep saying something. The, the, come on, they say it like practically every hum, second. You mean Hamjambo? Hello? No, there's some other word that they keep saying on during that ride and in the line. Jamba, maybe. Yeah, Jambo. It just means hello. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They keep saying, yeah, they sort of train you. If that, like, they're like, if nothing else, these people are going to learn that Jumbo means hello. <laughs> so there, say, there are some animals in the line, too, that you can look at. Yeah, mostly nice. birds. Birds? I think there's a turtle. <laughs> Whatever. I have birds and turtles here. Okay, maybe not very many turtles. <laughs> but you get the idea. That's, it used to be a very long line. Tempered out somewhat. It's tough to be a bug, which is nice just so you can... uh. You get into the like the roots of the tree of life, which is cool. Yeah, see you all the animal the, carvings. Yeah, exactly, you get to see the sculptures and stuff. Expedition Everest, which is it's more of a line, just kind of filled with neat little things to look at. Well, I mean, a lot of it, if you look real closely, it really sets up the backstory for the ride. You know, with, with like the things like the lost expedition and everything. Right. I think it's really neat. It's 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 one of those lines where they kind of went all out with it. I like it a lot. But I think it's more traditional than a lot of. It's, you know, there's no video. Although a right, video would not right. make very much sense given where they, yeah. Right, right. It's it's more old school in a way, and I kind of like that. More Pirates of the Caribbean than Test Track. Yeah, exactly. I like that too. Okay, so now uh, let's get on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, we'll, we'll do a couple of Disneyland ones. A lot of these lines are similar. Like Star Tours versus has similar lines, so we just want to hit a few. Mm-hmm. But Indiana Jones has a cool line. The only problem with this line is the way they implemented Fast Pass into it, because this ride came before Fast Pass, is like the kind of merge point is before you get into the the temple proper, and you end up just walking past a lot of it, which is like a shame, because so much of it's so detailed, and there's so much to see and do in that line. Right. He has Sala talking to you, which is fun. A lot, yeah, that, a lot of these lines, especially the post, I mean the pre Fast Pass ones, have kind of sloppy Fast Pass implementation in them. Yeah, I remember Test Track for the longest time had a really weird system for Fast Pass that they finally fixed. Yeah, like, they, well, while, they basically rebuilt the line. Right, for a while Fast Pass was like going outside and stuff. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, but um, I mean, there's, there's just a lot of cool interactive elements. Like there's like that well with a rope, and it's like, please don't touch the rope. If you yank on it, you hear some guy like scream and fall. 
Right. Then there's the the spike ceiling room, and there's like the big stick holding the ceiling up if you move it. I don't think it does this anymore, but it used to be if you knock that stick loose, the ceiling started to come down a little bit. Huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And again, I mean, just everything about that line, inch, line, inch to inch, is just perfectly built. It's really neat. You wanted me to mention the Roger Rabbit ride? Yeah, Roger Rabbit is a cool line, just because you, you go through kind of like the back area of... Um, I guess it's like the Ink and Paint Club and everything. You could go past like Jessica's dressing room and you hear her getting kidnapped by the weasels. Uh, the door where the giant gorilla is is there. You hear him back there. Again, it's just a lot of nice setup for what happens in the ride. Is that ride still there? Oh, yeah. Surprise. There's not very much Roger Rabbit left. I know. You have that. You, you, they do have that Maroon Studios uh, billboard still up in uh, Disney hey, Hollywood Studios. Rob Zemeckis keeps talking about doing Roger yeah, Rabbit. Yeah, he does. Too. He does keep talking about it. The animation court lot over in California Adventures needs just for that. Like, it was kind of a long. I guess it's not really a I line. I could sit there for hours. Right. It's so great in there. Just because the way the entire nature of the room changes from movie to movie. I mean, the whole, like, the lighting, the videos, everything. It's so cool. Now, what movies do they do there? They do Atlantis? Atlantis is a really good one. Um, Lion King? Lion King one's really, Lion King's cool because it transitions from kind of like everything's on fire and Simba's battling Scar, and it transitions to everything growing back and Simba in the end and everything. Right. Uh, the, the Toy Story 2 one's really cool because it's, um, what's the dog's name, Buster? Yeah. Yeah, it's like him running around looking for Woody, and it's all the scenes that are from the movie, but they're persistent, and Buster's running from screen to screen where each of the toys are hiding as he looks for Woody. Um, what other ones are really good? I mean, they're all really good. It's just, just, well, just which ones are there? Is what I'm wondering. I'm trying to I think there's 101 Dalmatians. There's uh, Aladdin. There's Little Mermaid. Uh, there's Tarzan. That's right. Uh, Snow White. Cinderella. They did a lot of Tarzan stuff for a while, actually. Yeah. More so than a lot of the other films from sort of that latter half of the 90s. Yeah. Sort of from, from after Lion King. Yeah. I think Hercules is in there. I want to say there's Treasure Planet. I think so. No, I don't think there was. I think there really? was Atlantis, and that was kind of surprising. The Atlantis one is so cool, though. I mean, you actually feel like you're underwater. It's awesome. Right. Um, okay. Well, that's kind of it, actually. Yeah. Should we, um, since we're talking about wine, should we discuss the Fast Pass system a little? I feel like that'd be a nice little bonus. What do you think is the future of the Fast Pass? Is that going to be sticking around? Yeah, that's that's been the the question. A lot of people are, are saying how it might go to, uh, like 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 only to resort guests. And the better resort you're staying in, the more fast passes per day you'll get. They might try a digital system where you actually get them on your phone, and you display your phone at the ride entrances. That's I mean, crazy. It's hard to say. The problem is. I like the current FastPass system now because I've gotten very good at manipulating it. Yeah, but you got to assume how for someone, you know, there's a lot of people at Disney World. They they go there maybe once or whatever, but or you know, just a couple of times. It could be confusing. It's a lot to take in. A little bit. But I don't know. You know, any new system will also kind of be confusing, wouldn't it? Right. I mean, Universal has it lucky because their on-site resorts is relatively small, so they just give. If you're staying there, you have like a permanent FastPass. It doesn't really interrupt things too much, but, I mean, Disney can never do anything like that. Right. I feel like the, the tiered system isn't a terrible idea, I just feel like it could upset some people. How so? 
you know, you're going to get the, like, especially, like, the annual pass holders who are local. Like, what about them? They're going to be all upset. Like, well, why don't I get a fast pass? I have an annual pass. Don't you like me, too? Did you read... They think they're, try- they're trying out of this thing, apparently, where you kind of go into, like, essentially a lobby, and you get a thing. Like a, like, it's, it, like a thing that says when you get to ride. It's kind of like Fast Pass, except that you don't, you're not supposed to really leave. And there'll be things for you to do while you're waiting. You kind of walk around that little area a little bit, and then they kind of call you up, like, the moment you're supposed to ride. Huh. Like, you don't just go into line. Like, remember how there was that, that when they, when that map for the the um, Fantasyland expansion first leaked mm-hmm. back in our first show we talked about that and they said in for Dumbo it had next gen line system that's what they were kind of talking about huh interesting right so like waiting for your table in a restaurant basically pretty much right like you, huh. you would you know you'd get to sit you know even more so even if it's just like oh well you can sit on that bench there and just wait for your time to come up instead of... It's basically, you put down a virtual self of you in line, and you go do something else. But the, the thing is, if you leave, and the, you don't be walled in so much, but if you leave and they call you, you forfeit your spot. See, I feel like there needs to be something done so that... I don't know how you do this, but they, they you, there needs to be a way for them to know if you've left to just skip you. You know? I don't know, I, I don't know how you would... You'd have to have some kind of little locator with you or something but because i feel like that could screw it up if people bail it's just going to create gaps in the line you know i mean there have to there'd have to be at least some small line you get put like you wouldn't get right on the ride i guess that seems like something they can come across they get right. easily enough themselves it's interesting i think that could work yeah i just might huh i like that anything else you want to say about fast passes you know, it works, like I said, it, it works for me because you don't ride roller coasters, and neither do our parents. So Chris and I will get all five fast passes for a ride and ride it twice. Right. It used to be too. The way they worked at Disneyland originally, I don't know if this was a glitch that day or what. But the first time I was in Disneyland in two thousand three, um, it had the whole limitation of you could get your next fast pass until either that time had come by or two hours per ride, which meant in theory I could have run a circuit of the park and gotten a fast pass for every ride. Doesn't seem right. I know. I, I don't know if the system was glitched that day or if that's how it used to work there. But once I figured that out, oh man, I was like a kid in a candy store. Hmm. I literally I kind of did that. I like ran around, got fast passes for everything, then rode everything, and got more fast passes. Well then, uh, anything else you want to say about lines? You I just know, feel like the, the, the lines get a lot of crap, don't they? No one yeah, likes to like, wait around. I, like you know, if a line is done well, then the process of waiting in it, you know, it's not as excruciating. When you have like a line like Peter Pan, yeah, that's boring. And I always said, it always seemed to me, even as a kid, I was like, you know, they they own the rights to thousands of hours of entertainment. Put up some TV monitors and start playing Peter Pan. No. I don't know about that. That's a little... Because there's got to be... There's, you know, the ride's a story. And if you're just showing a movie, you know... Yeah. It, it's a little cheap. Like, it makes sense for maybe some things. Like, if you're doing the Backlot Studio Tours and they want to show the movie there. But, you know, that line's doing enough anyways. See, yeah, I don't know if I like... I don't know if I agree with that. Because it's, 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 it's inconsistent. In a yeah, way. I guess. You know, but like you know, like like I said last time, just for fun, we went to just the normal line for store, and it was like you know over an hour long. 
but it was fun. You know, you talk to the person in front and behind of you in the line. You know, where are you from? Where are you from? That's mm-hmm. all you have to start out. You have fun. Connect with people a bit. It's a, it's good times. You know, after maybe five hours on the line throughout a day, you get a little tired of it. But eh, it's a necessary yeah. evil. Yeah. All right. I think that wraps it up for today, then. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to Planet Mickey, everyone. You can find more of us at planetmickey.wordpress.com and on the uh, iTunes Music Store. Search for Planet Mickey. I guess that's it. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Take care.